From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community, this is Soulful Sundays. A weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd. For all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I wasn't feeling very well last week, and to make me feel better, my wife Allison likes to send me articles that she thinks I should read. Uh, Typically these are articles about how to manage money and or your pain, but but this article that she sent this week was wonderful. It was from The Atlantic and it was uh, showcased uh, a writer named Celeste Ng, and uh, her last name N-G. it was just a conversation that she was having with the the interviewer about writing uh, stories, and she's a writer. She caught my attention because she had a wonderfully profound breakdown of the book Good Night Moon. Now, I know that many of you may have read Good Night Moon uh, to your children or had it read to you, but Good Night Moon is a wonderful book and her, her descriptions of the things to look for I had never really noticed in Goodnight Moon. 
I was always interested in the tone of my voice being very soothing and calm as I read this story to my children so that by the end of it, by the time I got to goodnight noises everywhere, they would be asleep. So I never really paid attention to the pictures, much less the storyline. None of it makes any sense. First, for those of you who haven't, bear with us, we'll just catch you up. The story is called Goodnight Moon. There's a little bitty uh, child rabbit in a bed in a big room, and they go through the descriptions of the things in the room. And if you were, and you're just reading along, you don't think to stop and go, why are there two kittens in this room and a mouse that doesn't seem to be very afraid of them? Because in the room is a mouse. Why is there a bowl of mush and a brush? Wouldn't you have taken that downstairs? Why is there an old lady whispering hush who's actually a rabbit? Not an old lady, but no one seems to care. But then you look at the pictures. That's what got me. She pointed out to me stuff I'd never seen before like the moon itself. With each turn of the page, the moon comes into focus and moves across the book. So by the time you're at the end of the book, all that you see is moonlight in the room. It's fascinating. And so her point was, the reason it's just endeared itself for all these years, I believe it was written in the 40s, is that it has in it a fundamental question that all stories need to have, which is, why? Well, why is that? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. Well, why? Why? Oh, why? And so as you go along in the story, that question of why, why is a little rabbit in bed? Why is the old lady whispering hush? Why are the two cats playing? Why is there a mouse? All of that bubbles up to your brain and it, it's left to your imagination to wonder why. That's a good story. Our gospel tonight is a story. It's a story about authority. Jesus is confronted by the chief priests and the elders for all these things that he's been doing. The things that he's been doing, uh, he uh, turned over all of the tables of the money changers. He's been healing people and teaching people inside the temple. They wanna know who are you and what authority do you do these things? Um, and it has in it these characters, the chief priests and the elders, and uh, Jesus holds, brings in a set of characters for us, the tax collectors and the prostitutes. John the Baptist is in there too, and it's all kind of swirling around. And so you start to ask yourself some questions about the story, why? Okay, why will the chief priests and the elders, why are they being the way they are? Hmm, maybe they're, they're worried about their authority being challenged by this upstart Jesus. Why is Jesus in their business? Well, maybe he's upset with the way that they are behaving towards God's people. Why are tax collectors and prostitutes so attracted to John the Baptist's narrative of repentance and forgiveness that they're willing to go 30 miles from Jerusalem over to the River Jordan to be baptized? It's a wonderful way to kind of walk yourself through any scripture is to start asking questions. We'll leave the Exodus story about Moses alone tonight, but we'll just stick with the Jesus story. 
but I like that question, why? Then I start sort of assigning stuff, and so I realize the fact that I'm, if you were to cast this, I'm a chief priest and an elder. Sam is on her way to becoming a chief priest and an elder. So that means that you all are the tax collectors and the prostitutes. But if you really think about it, we're all of those chief priests, elders, tax collectors, prostitutes. We love our power and our status. We love our knowledge. We love our money. And we constantly live to fulfill our desires. I have a memory of being 18 years old and know that knowing that I was called to the priesthood, but then spending a lot of time in my tax collector prostitute mode, loving money, loving the earthly, worldly desires that, that are out there for you. I, did, I, was, I behaved that way all the way up until uh, seminary. I was behaving that way in seminary. I was just sort of waiting to be discovered that I was waiting to be found out. I was waiting for, for finally for someone to go, yeah, you, you don't belong, please leave. I was waiting for that, hoping for it in so many ways. When a, a man who just, he just saw right through me, he just looked at me and he said, you know what? One of these years, you're going to have to tell parents that their child has died. And then you're going to have to walk them through the worst period of their life. You're more than you realize. It just flew through me. I'm more than I realize. I tell you that story because the second half of the gospel has a wonderful little bit about the parable of the two sons who are asked to go work in the vineyard, the one who says no and then comes back and goes later, and the one who says yes and that never goes. I was one who said no. On that day, that, that man, that moment, I went into the vineyard that day. We have to ask ourselves why for this, to understand the stories, but we have to ask ourselves why because there are stories unfolding in front of us. You have to ask yourself why when there's plenty of The people go hungry. I'm supposed to say that because I guess because I'm a chief priest and an elder and I'm supposed to ask that question why, but I get really tired of being told that it's complicated or the foreign policy issue when my baptism calls me to ask a question like that. Why, if there's plenty of money 
and food, people go hungry. Why is there a phrase, white supremacy? It makes no sense to me that the tone of my skin makes me supreme. Why are we yelling, constantly yelling and using our little handheld device to deride friends, deride neighbors, deride strangers, then we wouldn't have the common decency to say that to their face. We are called to more through our baptisms. We're called to more You are more than you realize. You are more than you realize. And if you said yes, you'd go work in the vineyard, and then you don't, heads up. And if you said no, now's the time. The world has a lot of questions about why The world has a lot of stories yet to be told. You all have been called out into the vineyard. So go. Your life is more than you realize. And your baptisms, that gift, propels you. Amen.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.